Welcome to the Money Man Prediction Podcast with your boy, Eddie Too Rich. I'm here talking about baseball. It is August 11th. It's a Thursday. It's a great day. The sun's coming up as we're talking. And shoot, let's get started. So before I go into today's eight-game slate, I just wanted to touch over some, you know, big trades that really shaked up the league and just wanted to, you know, keep you guys informed just in case you were under a rock or, you know, you don't really follow baseball, but this is like your only real source of like, you know, information that you get. So the biggest trade, I would say, arguably, in like probably my career as like covering sports definitely has to be the Juan Soto trade to the to the Padres for Luke Voigt and a bunch of prospects that they gave up. So they gave up a lot of top prospects to this win now, to get in this win now mode. And then they also acquired Josh Bell, who who isn't a throw-in. He's really, he would be a lot of people's best hitter in their lineup. So they really acquired two great cornerstone pieces for their franchise. But as you see after the trade deadline, if you follow baseball, the Padres have been struggling, you know, adjusting to, Juan Soto being in the lineup and also it's just been a lot of bad calls and you know I think they went like 27 innings without scoring before Juan Soto hit a home run so but you know they they definitely are going to be an interesting interesting team come September October towards the end of the year once they get everybody back and Fernando Tatis should be back in time for the postseason, hopefully I've seen he's rehabbing and they were saying like overrated and then he hit a triple in a minor league game. I mean, it's a minor league game, but still, that's still impressive that, you know, you got haters and coming to see you in minor league and bam, you just hit a triple out of nowhere and, you know, shut them, shut them up. So that's always a good thing. That's why, that's why I like players like that who talk shit, like to back it up and everything. So also, speaking of acquisitions, the Dodgers acquired Joey Gallo from the Yankees. I mean, that don't sound like a big acquisition, but yesterday they did cash some. He did cash some people's parlays, especially if he took the minus one and a half. Because after Chris Taylor hit that home run last night, he definitely responded with that third, with that three run shot that he produced last night, and so. It's interesting to see how the Dodgers are going to revamp Joey Gallo because, I mean, I think that he still has potential. It just sucks that he didn't work out with the Yankees because that, that outfield with Stanton, Judge, and Gallo would have been nasty if we got Ranger Gallo. But, you know, sometimes you can't perform in the big lights. You can't, you know, everybody can't withstand the pressures of New York. So, you know, they just get out of town. <laughs> Another big acquisition was Phillies acquired Noah Syndergaard, Thor, from – the Angels, and for just some minor league players, you know, it doesn't really matter. This, uh, you know, the two people don't matter really. But, yeah, Noah Syndergaard is, you know, he's a solid pitcher, but I don't, I mean, I think he lost it since he left New York. So, I mean, after he has his Tommy John surgery, he just hasn't been the same. He signed a one-year $21 million deal. I didn't think it was worth it. So good thing the Angels got out of that because they should. I, I mean, personally, just since we're on the Angels, I would I would have definitely tried to trade Otani because that roster is 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 really terrible. You're paying almost a billion. Well, you're going to be almost paying a billion to three superstars. Two of them are you know Mike Trout has the consistent back issue. 
And Rendon is always on IR. Like, he might as well change his name to IR instead of AR. So, but, you know, that's my take on Rendon. Rendon's a great, still a great player, but he just ran into some bad luck with injuries. So, it's been it's been really, really, like, not good at all for him. So, and Angels fans are you, – you could, you could talk to Angels fans about Rendon. They probably have a bad opinion about him. So, I would just be cognizant about that. Um, <clears throat> the Blue Jays also acquired Whit Merrifield from the Royals. He might not be – he's a lesser-known name because he was on the Royals. But he is a good at-bat. He's a great contact hitter. And he is – he's 33 years old. He's in 240 with six home runs and has over 15 steals. So it's always good to have on your roster, especially with the Blue Jays, with that loaded lineup. And it's really scary with Vlad and, you know, Springer. But Springer's currently hurt. So they needed uh, Merrifield to step up and be that outfielder for them. So it was good that they got him. The biggest shocker for me, I guess, other than the Juan Soto trade, was definitely that Jordan Montgomery for – Harrison Bader, because, I mean, Harrison Bader is definitely – he's injured, but he is definitely a, a solid – he's considered one of the best defensive center field fielders in the game. So that's definitely going to help Judge going back to right field. And so it will also <clears throat> prevent a lot of injuries, and he won't have to cover a lot of fields. So it's always, it's always good to know that you could get – a, a solid player, but even though he's hurt right now with the plantar fasciitis, so we just have to wait on him to come back. Hopefully it'll be a great addition for September. So we'll see what happens with that. And I know that the twins acquired a couple pitchers, so they're trying to bolster their, their bullpen. So that's always good because they're contending. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the, the NL, the NL and the AL really shape out. Because, I mean, right now, my prediction is <clears throat> it's going to be in the ALCS, it's going to be Yankees-Astros. And then for the NLCS, I got Dodgers and Mets right now. Those are definitely the two best teams in each each conference. So I feel like definitely it's going to be – it's going to come down to those. And then I really don't – I, I got to see – I got to see it to really figure out where those teams are at that time to really figure out who's going to be in the World Series. But, of course, I want the Yankees to win, but it's not looking too good right now because after last night's dang devastating loss, that three to four loss that we took, it was really it was really tough. I mean, seeing them battle back in the, in the seventh and hit all those home runs, Judge got his 45th, and then seeing the Mariners respond – this is a different team. I mean, we saw we saw little traces of this team coming out whenever the Mariners were playing last year because they I'll be shocked that they would cover, they would win. They really grown a lot, and plus they're getting Mitch Haneker back, so that's another big bat that they could add in that lineup, and it will help them be very very scary when it comes to October. They might be a crazy, you know, a crazy out for a wild card because they're definitely not winning that division with the Astros. So that's that's dead. <laughs> but, yeah, so those are really the main ones that I really wanted to touch. I mean, the there's, like, little smaller ones, like the Andrew Benintendi coming to the Yankees. I think that would be a great piece. It's just that we need now where we got a hold in our pitching rotation. 
until Severino comes back, and that's not going to be until the end of the year. So we just really need to maintain and just, you know, try to get these wins. But we cannot keep losing to the Mariners like this. Like, it's embarrassing almost. So, But let's get to today's slate. So let's get started. So the first game today is uh, Marlins versus the Mets. So Cabrera's pitching versus Gibson. Uh, I would lean towards – I guess I lean towards um, – the Phillies to take to take this game, because I mean, <clears throat> the Mar the Marlins almost lost that game last night. I mean, they lost that game last night, and the Phillies have won five straight versus them. They shouldn't have lost because Sandy is a really good pitcher. Sandy Alcantara is a really good pitcher, and he's he's a one man team, and they kept him in the game too long, and. Ended up giving up those runs, and that was the end of the game. He had enough run support to, you know, be able to win this game. But at the end of the day, the Phillies bats woke up at the end and hit that, hit this, got some runs in, and it was over with. So the Mariners couldn't respond. I mean, the Marlins couldn't respond. So <clears throat> I would lean towards the Phillies today. I'm not really – I mean, I don't mind Cabrera. Cabrera is still a good pitcher. They do have a good three-headed monster with Pablo, Sandy, and Cabrera. But I guess I'm going to lean towards the Phillies because the Phillies have been hot, and they have won, like I said, five straight versus them. So when it's a wave, I'm not going to be the shore and wait for the wave to come crash. I'm going to go ahead and ride the wave. So ride the wave, stick with Philly today, and hopefully you'll prosper. Next game, Cleveland versus Detroit. This this series is always ugly because it's like both these teams are like so inconsistent. But Cleveland's supposed to be a quote unquote playoff team, but sometimes they, you know, falter to it. But they are on a four game win streak right now. So and they have been winning the la they won the last they won the last five games in Detroit. So like I said, Detroit has lost four out of five. Let's see who's pitching today. It is Pleasant versus, let's see, Pleasant versus Hill. And both these pitchers are, have bad ERAs. They're both in the fours and the fives. But the overall better team is Cleveland. I wouldn't be shocked if Detroit steals this game because it is a home game and it's early. So when it's a home game and it's early, you never know what can happen in these games. So, I guess I'll lean towards, actually, I guess I'm going to lean towards, I'm going to back towards Detroit. No, I'm going to lean towards Detroit uh, 1.5, and I'll take Detroit spread and see what happens because I feel like both these pitchers are both equally bad. So I feel like it's just going to be a bad game. might come down to, like, the wire, or Detroit might seal this one off. Plus, a lot of the money's on Cleveland. So it's always good to go against the money sometimes. So I am actually not going to ride the wave this time. And I'm going to go with Detroit because of the pitching. Okay, so next game, uh, Texas versus Houston. So we have uh, Reagans. He is pitching for the Rangers. And we have Valdez, who is a, an established pitcher. He's 10-4, 2.8 ERA. And, yeah, yesterday the Rangers beat Houston in uh, OT, so they won 8-4, to four, and 
Houston is three out of the last five versus Texas. And Houston has lost three out of the last five currently. So they're kind of slumping. Texas has only won two out of the last five. So they're kind of in the middle. They only win like one. It seems like they only win like one game in a series. And then just they just get beat the next day. So that's kind of what the trend was definitely in the White Sox series. They would lose. They lost like one to two. And then won like eight zero out of nowhere. And then lost like two to eight. So I'm expecting a little bit of that trend today, especially with the Houston, how Houston been playing. And, you know, they're competing with the Yankees. I mean, it's it's not hard to see that, you know, it's an armed race literally for the first place in the American League, especially since they do got the tiebreaker over the Yankees. So they're just going to keep piling on and, you know, keep trying to stack up those wins to really be able to, uh, you know, just really just say, put a, put a fuck you on the Yankees pretty much and be like, look, you're not going to get the top spot. We're the top spot now. You guys slipped up, so we're going to take advantage of it. So it's always good to – Always good to see that, like teams being competitive, especially when it's like August because the real season starts September, October. So, like I said, so I'll back the, I'll actually back the Astros. I'm interested to see if they're going to play everybody because usually like on Thursdays, they usually try to sit people. But I still think the Astros have enough to beat the Rangers. The Rangers are just really just everywhere. And plus this pitcher's pitching for the first time. So, just take Valdez and take take the known commodity, I would say. Okay. So his next game, White Sox versus KC. So KC Royals. So they had Dylan Cease on the mound. He's a Cy Young candidate. So that means he's one of the best pitchers. If he wins a Cy Young, he he's definitely declared the best pitcher in that league. Versus an older Houston pitcher, ironically, Zach Greinke. And they're at home, so he's three and seven with a four ER, four five ERA. Um, it looks like let's see what's going on. I heard Tim Anderson is out for like six to eight weeks with the with the he like messed up something in his hand during versus the Rangers series in during the Rangers series. So it's it's uh I mean I really don't like betting on the White Sox without Tim Anderson. Because he's usually their catalyst, and without them, they have a losing record. I think it's like 14 and 18 or something now because they lost yesterday to the uh, KC. So they did drop a game in KC. It's 3-8 to eight last night. So KC has won four out of the last five. They're kind of hot right now. But <clears throat> the overall head-to-head, like just between them, is the White Sox have won three out of the last five games. And so... I would probably lean towards the White Sox because they do have better pitching. Pitching matters, like I said, in, in the league. If you have a good pitcher and they, and you see that they have a low ERA, I usually would back them because they they control the game literally. So, like, if your pitcher walks a lot of people, you see that a pitcher walks a lot of people, or you see that they have a trend of, like, you know, not performing well on the road, not performing well at home. These are things that you got to look at whenever you're looking at baseball. There's a lot of intangibles that go into actually betting baseball. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to pick parlay the Yankees, Astros, and Dodgers. You know, maybe that will win almost like, you know, like maybe 50, 60% of the time if you parlay all three of them. But there's always that off chance that they might, you know, falter or lose or, you know, someone might get hurt or, you know, there's different variations you got to take into effect whenever you're looking at baseball spreads or, 
looking at over-unders or anything like that. So with this game, I'm definitely going to take the – I'll take. I'll lean towards taking the White Sox because I like Dylan Cease. He's been great. And, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's an ace. So, yeah, take him. Okay, this is an interesting one. The St. Louis Cardinals versus the Colorado Rockies. Literally, you never know what you're going to get with the Rockies. You could get, you know, like I said, you get like 13 runs out of, you know, 13, 16 run games out of them. And then you could get like a stinker like last night. So the series so far has been going, the Rockies won the first game 16 to 5. The St. Louis Cardinals won the game uh, 9 to 5 yesterday. And so today we have, let's see, we got Hudson pitching for the Cardinals. And we got Marquez pitching for the for the Colorado Rockies. And they both have, you know, mid-records, average to mid-records. And, you know, Marquez has more, uh, like, a 5.18 ERA. And the, the Hudson, Hudson has a 4.2 ERA. And so when I'm talking about ERA, that means earned runs average. So literally when somebody has, like, five runs – Five point oh, you want to run away from that pitcher sometimes, or they have even a four. Four is okay. Average is about like three five, three eight in the league. So if you see somebody that has like a five, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put my money on them personally. I would probably just, you know, look away, try to find better games because usually they'll have more games on the slate. But today. It's only eight games, so it's a little lighter slate. So you kind of got to have to touch everything. But straight up, the Cardinals are eight and two in their last ten, and the Colorado Rockies are three and seven in their last ten. But the Rockies at home is thirty-one and twenty-eight, and the Cardinals have a losing record away. So that's another thing that is that throws a monkey wrench in these things. Like I said, talking about intangibles, looking at these different things, like looking at how they perform as an underdog, how they perform as a favorite. So like the Cardinals as a favorite, they're 38 and 18 this year coming into this game. And the Rockies are 36 and 54 underdogs coming into this game. And so if I look at it, I guess I lean towards the Cardinals in this game to close out the series. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if wouldn't be surprised if this game goes over because it has been going over the past like two games. So I wouldn't be surprised if it goes over that twelve number. But I'll probably end up I'll probably money line the Cardinals. That's probably the safer play because they have like they have Nolan Arenado, they have Paul Goldschmidt that is really good, and they have a couple you know Tyler O'Neill stepping up, and then. You know, always Yadier Molina is always a treat because you never know when he's going to retire. But he's a great baseball player. He's an amazing catcher. Really set the tone. And But, yeah, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado should be too much for Colorado today. But Colorado does have a solid lineup. I can't I can't sleep on them. C.J. Crone is really a good player. Somebody that I could look for if you're ever, like, looking at betting and see if, like, oh, I see a lineup and you don't know who the hell's in the lineup. You know, um... Let's see. Well, Sam Hilliard is uh, – he's hit or miss. Blackman is always consistent. McMahon. Grinchick is always – Grinchick is definitely a great player from the Blue Jays that they acquired uh, before this season. He's a really good player. 
And yeah, those are some players that I'll watch for on Colorado personally. If you're like ever looking at the lineup and like who the hell's on Colorado. But if you see those names, I wouldn't be afraid to take them. But in this case today, I'm rolling with Paul Goldschmidt and Arenado today. Because I feel like they're definitely the better duo. And, you know, they both are hitting over 300 and just crushing balls. So I would just go ahead and hop on the Cardinals bandwagon today. Especially with that money line being so low, hop in. It's happening for sure. Uh, Okay, next game, Pittsburgh versus Arizona. So today we have uh, Kelly pitching for the Diamondbacks. He has a 2.86 ERA, 10-5 this year, versus the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher, uh, Bruder Baker. He's two and 10 with a 4.4 ERA. And so let's, let's dive into this matchup. All right. So with Pittsburgh, they have, def- they definitely have good talent. So they have like Reynolds. He's one of their best players. I would say, uh, Hayes is great. Um, O'Neill Cruz is that six, seven shortstop that just, been taking over Twitter every time with his throws or his hammers of home runs and all that. So he's a really he's a really exciting player. It just sucks that he's in Pittsburgh because, you know, Pittsburgh don't really get a lot of love like that, national attention. Like, even yesterday, like, they had a player – I mean, yeah, no, two days ago, they had a player who slid into – slid into third base and his phone came out. So, like, Pittsburgh gets recognition for shit like that, never for wins or – you know, different things like that. And their team is really developing. I mean, their record is 45 and 66. So they're far away from contending, but they do have good players, solid players like Delays coming up, Gamble, Chavez. They're all good. They're all solid players, but they just need that superstar to get them over the top. And so, and they don't have that right now. Reynolds seems like he'll be a budding superstar if he goes somewhere else, but, you know, he's inconsistent. He's still trying to develop and still trying to get his foot into the league. So, but he's a good player, and, you know, I respect him whenever. I, I'll bet on Pittsburgh some nights whenever they have, like, strong pitching or anything like that. But in this case, I think I'm leaning towards the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks, definitely, with Kelly pitching on the mound, I have confidence in him. Uh, their lineup with Walker and Marte is really, is really good. Marte is a really good player. Walker is just a home run. Blaster and Varjao is another good one that is a solid player that always shows up on my alerts whenever I, you know, we follow in the team. They'll be like, oh, he had a home run. He hit this. He did a double off the wall or something like that. So I'll lean towards the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks are a good team. They're a pretty good team. They're 50 and six. I mean, they're in a tough division with Padres and Dodgers. So, you know, RIP but to their season, but they're going to catch you a bet today. It might be my guarantee of the day. Or it could be this one. So I have the Baltimore. Next game, I have the Baltimore Orioles versus the Red Sox. The Orioles have been one of the hottest teams in the league. They definitely have been stepping up. They have been they have been playing out their minds. And so I definitely they won four out of their last five, and they won seven out of their last three. For the, I mean, they were seven and three over their last ten, versus the Red Sox, who was four and six over their last ten. They're fifty four and fifty eight coming into the season. 
But as a favorite, they're 31 and 25. At home, there's not really an advantage. They're 26 and 29. Baltimore is 25 and 31 on the road. So no real advantage on that per se. But the Red Sox have lost four straight games. They have lost to Atlanta and the Royals during this time. Head-to-head, last matchup they had with the Orioles, Orioles won 10-0, Boston won 12-2 the following game. Orioles won 4-2, Boston won 5-3, and then the Orioles won 12-8. So I'm going to roll with the hot team. I mean, I'm going back to riding the wave. The Orioles have been hot. The Boston has been not. So I think I'm going to go with the Orioles, especially with that – with the money, the money line how it is, the plus 105, that's good value. I'll go for it. Kramer is not a bad pitcher. He's three. He has a 3-4 ERA, 4-3. and three. And the Red Sox starter has a 4.6, 5-5 record. So I would definitely go with – I would lean with the Orioles plus the one and a half if you want to or just take a money line. I mean, ride the wave. Get the plus money. Why not? Because Boston has not been hot. They they look they lose games like to Royals and the Braves. So and the blue and the Orioles just beat the beat the Blue Jays. So why not back them? Back a hot team that just beat a great playoff team that everybody's talking about. They're all on Vlad Guerrero's dick and just, you know, I talking about some, oh, you know, he's, he's the future. They're, this team is going to be scary when it comes to September, October. That team is still young. They don't know what it's like to win. You got to know what it's like to win in order to advance in the playoffs. These these teams that are – they talk about, try to hype up on Twitter and Instagram and all that with the home runs and all that, it's, it's not going to work. You have to actually be consistent and have that mindset to be tough enough to make it far – farther into the postseason so i mean they could they might win a wild card game but then get beat by the astros and yankees that's how i see it so anyway i'm back in the orioles today versus the red sox that might be my lock of the day honestly so i'm locking it in all right last but not least the field of dreams game i believe chicago versus cincinnati so they have drew smiley and lodolo for the reds Lodolo is 4.3 ERA, 3-3 record. Smiley is the 3.98 ERA, 4-6. So last year's Field of Dreams game, it was really it was really a good game because it was the Yankees versus White Sox, and they ended up having a walk-off home run after the Yankees tied it the previous uh, inning. And, you know, Tim Anderson walked it off. It was a good moment. And it was just it was just good. So in this situation, I think I'm gonna go ahead and roll with the Chicago team. Cause the Reds, I mean, they just had a tough series versus the Mets. So, you know, they, they didn't even put up more than two runs in this in the game during the series. But then they beat the Brewers two out of three. So it's pretty weird how the Reds are. They will they'll show up some days, some days they don't. But I like I like the I like the I like the Cubs today, especially in like a big spot like this. I feel like Chicago's gonna be two and zero in the field of dreams. It sucks. I don't like Chicago, but we're gonna go with 
We're going to go with the Cubs. I mean, sometimes you got to bet teams to show a light. Uh, I feel like Smiley is the better pitcher in this matchup for sure, even though his record doesn't say so. And they just picked up Reyes from the Cleveland Guardians. So Reyes is going to be a nice bat in their lineup, especially with Suzuki and Patrick Wisdom and Morale and Ian Happ. They have they really have a solid lineup. I mean, this team has been disappointing, and it's sad that they're not competing because it's always good when the Cubs are competitive and, you know, in the MLB because they're one of those legacy brands, even though they, you know, went 100 years without fucking winning. But, I mean, I can't complain because Yankees haven't won since I was in high school. So it sucks. But, you know, that's the life of, that's life of being a sports fan. I mean, some people wait 100 years. Some people wait a de- couple decades. So, I mean, but in this case, I'm just going to go with the Cubs. I feel like the Cubs have this more solid roster, and they're going to want to show up and, you know, really establish their brand since they're not going to make no noise in the postseason. Why not make noise in this standalone game that we have tonight? So that is the end of this podcast. So thank you for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share all of the content. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Money Man Pips. And till next time, I'll see you.